0: from 999 the fan. This is the drive with Tim Donnelly, sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at capitalfinancialusa.com.
1: Football at 4 here on the Drive with Tim Donnelly on 999 the Fan. Now we're going to talk especially with us being here at ACC Kickoff and the next move in the great college sports realignment arms race has been made. And again, it wasn't by the ACC. We're going to talk about that, but a little bit of breaking news here. And it's, it's incomplete news. And I want to let everybody know uh, not to attack the messenger, right? I'm just passing things along here. Um, There's video and I believe Kelsey Conway, who is a Bengals beat reporter for Mm -hmm. the Inquirer and USA today was on it first. Uh, Joe Burrow left the practice field for the Cincinnati Bengals on a cart due to an undisclosed leg injury. He went down at the end of practice grabbing his calf. Okay, those are the things we know, which leaves so much unknown that we are waiting for, such as uh, does it have to do with an Achilles, such as will he be requiring further I would say corrections from surgery. Uh, those are all the unknowns, but Joe Burrow being carted off the field after suffering an injury to his leg is not great news for anyone that just wants good football in as many games as possible on Sunday. He has leveled up the Bengals in so many ways since he was, was drafted there with the first overall pick a few seasons back. And uh, watching the video,
2: there's actually video of it up already. Uh, like you mentioned, Kelsey has it, but she's quote tweeting, uh, mike petraglia uh he was rolling out to his right non-contacts pulls mm. up now he did ha- he does have a sleeve on his right calf so i don't know if maybe it's a re-aggravation of an old injury potentially but he already has a sleeve on his right calf when he did go down just just pulls up limping rolling out to his right on a little bit of a scramble and just goes down
1: i will watch it once during the next commercial break and i will never watch it again i hate watching injury videos <laughs> I i'm, I'm I don't know, maybe I've gotten soft, but it it makes me queasy. So I will watch it once so I know what happens, so I know what it looks like, and then I will move on. Uh, Speaking of moving on, let's move on to the next big move in what I'm calling the college sports conference realignment arms race. And it's not the ACC. Uh, And again, here at ACC kickoff, I'll say it loudly so maybe someone with power will hear me. The ACC needs to make moves. Colorado is returning to the Big 12 starting in 2024 sources told brett mcmurphy of action network after 12 seasons in the pac 12 buffaloes run back to become the 13th school in the big 12 Hmm. where they were members for over half a century ending in 2010 yeah official announcement later today expected again that's according to brett mcmurphy of action network that's happening this is a Deion sanders conversation to me oh yeah in december Pac-12 Commissioner George Klievkoff was uh was going on and on about the impact Deion Sanders would have on the next media rights deal for the Pac-12, right? He brings the eyeballs, eyebrows bring the money. The Well, now today, the Pac-12 still doesn't have a deal. They don't have a TV rights deal, and Colorado is set to leave the Big 12. And why does the Big 12 want Colorado? I believe because they want Deion Sanders. Yeah. I mean, it's not because they wanted the team that won one game a year ago. Uh, It's because they want Deion Sanders, and they want the players that Deion Sanders brings in. The Pac-12, on the other hand, is in a spiral. Oh, yeah. Because without a media rights deal, there's nothing to prohibit more teams from doing what Colorado just did. No exit fees? Matt Berry of ESPN tweeted out said, let's just openly discuss the inevitable. And then he put Big 12, Colorado, Utah, Arizona State, Arizona. Big Ten: Oregon, Washington, Stanford, Cal. And then uh, Oregon State, Washington State. Mountain West. Here you go. Mountain West. I I don't independent. I don't know where you go. Now I do know that that there are some reports out there that Oregon uh, kind of has to Big Brother Oregon State into wherever they go. Mm-hmm. But that's like at the state governing like hey you can't leave without bringing them with you oh yeah right like the big brother who's going somewhere and hey you got to take your little brother that's that's how i'm being uh, it's been discussed in the past so a a few about a month or so ago we had a conversation with state senator jim perry
2: Mm -hmm. i was from the eastern part of the state of north carolina not a u.s senator but a north carolina state senator and we asked him that question about potential realignment like okay if if, if, if North Carolina wanted to go somewhere, what happens with mm-hmm. NC State? And they're like, we're going to make sure that one, <laughs> well, well, it's... it's Nobody's it's, going to be left no out. No one's going to be left out. And it, it could potentially be, for example, if one goes SEC, the other has to be in the Big Ten in order for that these moves to happen. Uh, but they, they want to make sure that both those schools are making equal or close to equal amounts of money in terms of their revenue distribution and things along those lines. So, yes, this is where state governments come in. This is the whole thing with Virginia Tech Yep. coming into the ACC in Virginia. There was a lot of state legislation
1: and politics yep. for that. And in Oregon, I don't know what they're talking about, by the way, but they're talking about something. We, the Executive Audit and Governance Committee of the Board of Trustees uh, held an ad hoc meeting uh, today at 10 a.m. Pacific time, uh, which I believe was kind of recently, but that's all Oregon. So, you know, when, when you're calling calling meetings, again, I don't know if they're making decisions. They're at least talking about it. And that involves, remember, yesterday, there was a uh, kind of vague uh, tweet uh, picture involving the mascots from Ohio State and Oregon, which uh, could just be they're, they're playing a home-and-home home or announcing a scheduling uh, matchup. Could also mean something more. What I will say is nobody wants to be the, the one left to turn the lights out in the Pac-12. So if everybody's on the way out, the schools with options are going to move quick. Colorado made the first move. I don't think this is the last move by any stretch and the ACC needs to be aware and, and acknowledge that every school they compete with every conference the ACC can competes with is actively expanding and, uh, and they have yet to even really entertain the idea. So Colorado to the big 12, the next move in the, the college sports realignment wars, what will be the following move? <laughs> Stick around to find out next week on college football realignment uh, because it does seem to be happening every couple weeks. Uh, I'm Tim Donnelly. This is The Drive on 99.9 The Fan. Also taking place this week, the initial Panthers practices of this season, which means our first looks at Bryce Young on a practice field, and our guy Chris Lee from WRAL is in attendance. He's going to join us on the phone lines coming up next. We get a check-in from Panthers camp coming up. Don't go anywhere.
3: Your heart, it's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org.
2: Call click Granger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done.
1: 99.9 Nine, the fan. I'm Tim Donnelly. This is the drive on, uh, on a Thursday here. And it's not just any old Thursday. It is ACC kickoff Thursday, day number three. We're live from Charlotte. And it is also the second day of on-field practice for the Panthers. That's where our guy, Chris Lee from WRAL TV, uh, comes in handy right he is out at Panthers camp we're going to check in with him on the phone lines but first uh follow him on Twitter at Chris Lee that's L-E-A-T-V on Twitter uh Chris thank you for for joining us and 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 first of all just because this is on my mind because Joe Burrow was carted off moments ago from from Bengals camp are there any injuries we should know about from Spartanburg just clear my my mind and my conscience on that one
4: no, right now, um, all the players who have already been on uh, the field yesterday and today, so far, no reports of injuries. They're good. Uh, there are four players that came in already on the PUP list that we already expected. But other than that, everybody who's uh, been on the field, um, they're they're good. All the big names, they're good.
1: All right. So uh, again, just just needed with, with the Joe Burrow thing. You just you, the, your your season yeah. flashes before your eyes. Um, have the fans been able to bring the, the energy and enthusiasm in, in the heat of Spartanburg? I know it's been uh, been quite a toasty one out there for you.
4: Yeah, no, the fans have been great out here um, in, in uh, Spartanburg, um, you know, coming to see the of Panthers, cheer them on and things like that. Of course, Bryce Young had a chance to uh, greet fans. He didn't get a chance to do that yesterday, He had a chance to do it today since uh, he didn't have a lot of media responsibilities right after uh, practice or at least uh, media responsibilities uh, in our vicinity. Uh, and so you could hear, as we're doing interviews with uh, other players, how loud the fans were just screaming, Bryce, come over here and sign this. It's my birthday. <laughs> the, things like that. So uh, they're definitely bringing the energy down here.
1: Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, it's Chris Lee, WRAL-TV, checking in from Panthers camp. Uh, I mean, it's it's impossible to talk about this camp for the Panthers without talking about the, the guy you just brought up, Bryce Young. Now it's two days in, so I'm trying not to get uh, too much of the, you know, like day one over reaction stuff, but, uh, but has he been as good as hyped up to, to be during the first two days of, uh, of camp?
4: Okay. So breaking news, Bryce Young did throw an interception today to CJ Henderson. So he is not oh, no. perfect. Oh no, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if, uh, <laughs> if that like took the wind out of people's sails. He's not the perfect quarterback. He's not the perfect guy. He did throw an interception today, but otherwise he has looked good. Um, After that interception, was during the 11-on-11 period uh, during practice. Uh, Panthers came right back, had a run play, and then uh, then after that, he completed the pass to LaVisca Chenault, and it looked like it just never happened for him. Um, So, uh, you know, it it looks good. I think you know this, Tim. What we're really going to be looking at is how do you bounce back from those mistakes? How do you, uh, you know, take those mistakes, put them in, in the back of your head, and uh, learn from them, but then go ahead and just move on and not have them swirling in the back of your head. You know, we had a guy here that we were familiar with, Sam Darnold, who has famously talked about his uh, ghosts that he's seen <laughs> on, on the field and things like that. Uh, will Bryce Young see the ghost? So far, it doesn't seem like he has. Uh, so he's been doing pretty well with uh, the, the few uh, mistakes he's made so far and, and moving on from those.
1: Who, who's he thrown to on the first team? The, the, the Panthers are in a kind of uh, rare situation where the hierarchy of their wide receiver group isn't quite known, right? There's not like an obvious number one, an obvious number two. So who have yeah. been the guys on the receiving end of, of most of his big plays?
4: So uh, you see a lot of him and Adam Thielen. You see a lot of him in D.J. Chark. You see a lot of him. LaVisca Chenault. LaVisca Chenault has been an interesting one because uh, the Panthers have been lining him up in different places, been coming out the backfield for handoffs. He's been coming out the backfield, to catch passes. So it's been those guys and, and um, those three guys. And then after that, I would say it's probably um, Shai Smith and also Terrace Marshall Jr. So uh, it looks like for right now, the Panthers are going to be leaning on uh, DJ Chark and Adam Thielen as their uh, starting wide receivers.
1: How creative have they gotten with, with LaVisca Chennault over the first two days, right? The, the, the buzzworthy comparison is they're going to use them like Debo Samuel. Have they they broken any yeah. of that out in the first two days of, of practice?
4: Yeah, we've seen a little bit of that. And, uh, you know, we've also heard from uh, Frank Reich saying that, you know, that that may um, – we may not see all of that in the first few weeks of the, of the regular season. That will probably happen a little bit more over time. Uh, you know, they don't want to throw everything out there that they're doing in the first few weeks so people have tape on it. But – no, we've we've definitely seen that the different formations with Laviska in the backfield, uh, using him also as a decoy. There's so many different places, and it feels like he's going to be more of a he's going to be more than just a wheel route uh, or you know slant you know type of guy. Uh, he he looks like they're going to try to use him to do a little bit more uh, than the way he was used last year with the Carolina Panthers.
1: Chris Lee, WRAL-TV, checking in from Panthers camp on the Heister Automotive Group hotline. Uh, we, we talked about guys coming off injuries uh, a little bit earlier on. Uh, J.C. Horn, Dante Jackson, both coming off injuries. And, and I'm a little, uh, uh, I would say, right, there's there's two ways that the quarterback looks really good in training camp. One is the offense is cooking. The other is the defense isn't quite where, where they should be. Uh, mm-hmm. I know they're attending practices. Are they moving well at the corner spot and kind of, uh, living up to the, the names that they were pre-injury?
4: Yeah, those guys are moving well. They don't have any picks so far. Um, C.J. Henderson is the only cornerback uh, with uh, a pick, but uh, that's not how everything is going to be measured, right? But so far, they're they're moving well. Um, both guys are, you know, 100% according to them. Uh, so they've moved on from their injury. So now it's just about getting back into game shape. And so I guess we'll see kind of, you know, with those guys kind of as time moves along. I, I will say this, though. Um, one person that's really flashed, and is not even a cornerback, it's uh, linebacker uh, Camus Grugier-Hill. And I hope I'm saying his name correctly. Uh, <laughs> but he uh, used to play with the Eagles when uh, Frank Reich was there uh, with that team. And he was brought in as a guy who was supposed to be like a, a special teams contributor. He has two picks in two days and both of them were on Andy Dalton, and, and both of them were just him uh, making an athletic play, jumping routes, and um, and just, you know, making a great read on the ball. And so he's not one of those guys that's expected to, um, you know, start uh, at linebacker. But there were some questions as who's going to be available to step up behind Frankie Luvu and Shaq Thompson. And uh, Kamu Grugia Hill is that guy who's starting to step up and, and start making those and start answering those questions. Uh, he's been making some great plays. And even Shaq Thompson said to us today that he hopes that the coaching staff figures out a way to keep him on the field uh, as much as possible because he does make plays out there.
1: It's interesting you bring you bring up that, that he was with uh, Frank Reich in, in Philly because this is also our, our first look. And I know you've been at, been at other training camps. It's our first look at what a uh, what, what vibes a Frank Reich practice has in, in, in Carolina or in Spartanburg. Uh, what, is, what is kind of the, the nature of these practices, and, and, and what is Frank Reich looking for when it comes to, I don't know, the intensity or, or, the, or the vibe? Uh,
4: it's been a good vibe so far. Uh, it feels relaxed, but it also feels, um, you know, I guess organized, and there's a point to everything, right? Like uh, they're very efficient and running this practice, Uh, Shaq Thompson said that he uh, didn't want to compare between coaching staffs but said that he appreciates how this coaching staff uh, gets them um, out there, gets them uh, working hard, and then, you know, when it's it's noon, they're going to go back in and start working on things and so they're just not out here uh, cooking in the Spartanburg heat all day. (laughs) So um, it it feels like, um, you know, the the players are taken to this coaching staff. They're efficient and uh, they know what they're doing because this is an NFL coaching staff. They, they don't have to guess on uh, how to run things.
1: Chris Lee, WRAL-TV. Uh, Chris, before we let you go and get back to everything you have going on in Spartanburg at, at Panthers camp, uh, another one of the big stories, big narratives that we're going to be watching throughout camp is, is Brian Burns. Now, now we know he's there. We know he's practicing, which is great coming off the the uh, you know procedure he had this offseason, but uh, you know, obviously the contract is the thing that's that's underlying everything or the, the lack of a contract extension that's underlying anything. Is is it, like, would you know if, if you didn't know? Like, is there an iciness, a coolness? Is there any kind of unusual interactions with Burns based on the fact that, yeah, he's out there, but this contract still isn't done yet?
4: Honestly, it's none of that. Uh, you know, we talked to uh, Brian Burns yesterday, and he said that uh, there was no thought in his mind of, of holding out Um, and he's not worried about the the contract right now. He says he's confident it'll get done. Two days ago, Scott Fitterer said the same thing to us. He said that he's confident it'll get done. Uh, There is a report that the Panthers have extended the first offer. Um, So, you know, we don't know what Burns feels about the offer or where it's (laughs) at, but both sides seem to feel um, great that something is going to happen. And you couldn't tell by talking to him. Like, he's excited to be a Carolina Panther. He's excited for his new coaching staff. He's excited for uh, Ejiro Evero's defense um, because, you know, he also feels like, you know, he's definitely looked good over the last uh, four years in the league, but he feels like this defense could put him uh, in position to uh, fully take advantage of all of his uh, gifts, his athletic gifts and also his mental gifts. He said he feels like uh, he'll be able to show off um, how how much of a how well he's able to process the game himself on the, on the on the defensive side so he's excited it doesn't feel like there's any bad blood between the sides and both sides feels like a deal will get done uh pretty quickly here
1: chris we appreciate you for taking time out of your, your coverage up there to jump on the show and we'll continue to uh, to follow along with all of your coverage from from uh training camp
4: yes sir uh have a good uh, fun in charlotte i'm missing <laughs> being in charlotte this year that you know, it sucks that everything is all at the same time, but uh, definitely uh, excited to see what comes out of Charlotte as well, man. You guys have to take care.
1: Once again, that's Chris Lee, WRL tv from Panthers Training Camp. Uh, follow him on Twitter for, for all of the updates from camp. That's at Chris Lee, L-E-A-TV on Twitter. <laughs> And welcome back into 99.9 The Fan. This is the drive with Tim Donnelly joining us now here at ACC kickoff in Charlotte. Donovan Ezraku, Boston College defensive end, second team All ACC a season ago. Uh, Donovan, thank you for for taking the time. Thank you for having me. Now a little bit of shakeup in your defensive coaching staff this year, going from, from one defensive coordinator to two defensive coordinators. Uh, what, what are coach, uh, Abdul Rahim and coach Duggan kind of doing differently now that they've taken over your, your side of the ball.
3: Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't really say, you know, a lot was, you know, shaken up, uh, cause the system hasn't changed. True. Um, but I would say it, it's been a fun, it's been a fun mix. Cause there's two different types of coaches. Coaches are, uh, very energetic, very, you know, all over the place, getting the guys. <laughs> he will get the guys riled up when he has to. Uh Coach Duggan kind of a little bit more quiet, you know, can get loud, can you know, do what he has to do as a coach, obviously. But he's also a very smart guy. They're both very smart coaches. But uh it's it's two different personalities, and 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 that's our that's our defensive personality, honestly. Uh so in my opinion, I think it'll it'll work out very well.
1: Do you feel a little left out? You have a, a linebackers coach and a defensive backs coach being co-defensive coordinators and, and you guys up front are like, what's going on here? Not at all. Coach Oglebossi, Vince Oglebossi, <laughs> he's, he's the guy at D-line, so not at all. We're talking with uh, Donovan Ezraku, Boston College defensive end. Uh, year four of Coach Halfley, year four kind of with this uh, this program you're going into, uh, do you feel a little bit of added pressure to kind of get a coach's first you know, seven plus win season, and and take the next step in the program. Now that he's been here, and most of the guys on the team he's chosen,
3: I wouldn't say it's added pressure. Um, I think pressure's
1: in the mind. You know, we create
3: our own pressure. All right. Uh, at the same time, we want to go get, you know, those seven plus, eight plus, nine plus win seasons for Coach Halfley. Uh, but it's not just for Coach Halfley; it's obviously for us. You know, we want to be successful as a, as a group, uh, especially this group. I think we're we're very we're hungry. We're young, but not inexperienced um and and we're fiery so I think you know we want to go get go out there go out there and and get those eight plus wins for us for coach halfley but I I definitely wouldn't say it was any it's it's any pressure
1: now for is is that different like all those things you just said about about the the firing everything is that different than it's been in the past um maybe not so much
3: different uh I feel like from what I've seen Mm -hmm. um and, and taking this next step in 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 my role Um, I think it has just been enhanced. Okay. Uh, there's always been fire past a couple of years that I've been here, but you know, this year we're, we're hungry. Uh, we didn't do, we had to do last year. Obviously we were, we were inexperienced group, a lot of injuries, a lot of adversity. Uh, it was very tough on all of us, you know, but we learned from that.
1: Uh, so now, you know, we just approach this, uh, off season this summer, you know, we just got to attack. We're here at ACC kickoffs in Charlotte. Donovan as Boston college defensive end joining us here on the drive uh individually uh six and a half sacks nine and a half tackles for a loss are you ready for the double teams that are going to be be coming your way now that you've you've put yourself on the map a little bit i am
3: apparently they said it was eight and a half sacks okay and and half. 14 and a half cfl
1: maybe more so I'm, I'm i think i got that off your uh your your um snap page on on your own your home team so you got to go ahead and ah,
3: they got i got to get on you got to get that. on to boost it up
1: <laughs> well, well even more so i mean eight and a half and 14 and a half the uh, the double teams they they follow those numbers. types of numbers. Of so are you uh, are you ready for that attention? I'm ready. Um,
3: I'm, it's definitely not going to be easy by any means. Uh, at the same time, when I get double teamed, I got guys on the other side. You know, a lot, my three techs, George Rooks, Cam Horsley, my noses, Quan Williams, Owen Stadtmire, Nigel Tate, Edwin Kalenga, And like like we got other guys that are going to eat at the same time. So you know, if you double team me, that means three other guys have one on ones. And 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 that's what we love because you have to win your one on ones, and then when they start winning their one on ones, then that double team might come off because they got to double team someone else, and then I'm going to eat, you know. So, I think it's a slippery slope, but
1: I think <laughs> it, it'll work out. Uh, ACC kickoff going on here. It, it's hard not to see right when, and and as a defensive guy, you're you're aware of this. When the quarterbacks walk in, there's these little, little swarms, yep. right? But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's there's a lot of, of hype. There's a lot of guys in this this conference that have proven themselves on on that side of the ball uh, as a defensive player. When you're preparing for a seemingly a you know a different, very talented quarterback every week, what's that like? Um, I love it. Great competition, and I feel like
3: you know quarterbacks in ACC they come with different styles. Uh, last year, uh, Malik Cunningham from Louisville, mm-hmm. very very dual threat. Uh, very efficient running the ball, uh so you have to attack that in a different type of way. You know, you get, I, in my opinion, I don't think any of the quarterbacks aren't, you know, immobile. I feel like all of them, you know, can get out and scramble when if need be. You saw that, you know, versus Duke last year. You, think, you might think he was a pocket passer, but he, he wasn't. So I, I like the mixture of, um, of all types of styles, and, and it, it's a it's a new challenge, it's a great challenge every single week, and and that's what I look forward to.
1: And then you know, you face. If he's more in practice every, every, uh, yep. can't touch them uh, though. Every day. You can't, can't touch them. And again, that's a defensive frustration yep, right yep. there. Uh, but, but where does he fit in? What's, what's kind of his style scouting report when, when it comes to ACC quarterbacks? And it's a smart guy,
3: he's a
1: very smart guy with
3: a very big arm, you know, with the flick of the wrist, the ball's going 75, 80 yards, you know? Um, so I, I think that's, that's his, that's his game right there. And he's very accurate at the same time. Um, uh, but don't, get it messed up he can he can go scramble and get you that first down on on third and long if need be uh you know he had a couple competition reps against some of the defensive line defensive end guys this past summer and you know he he didn't win
1: he didn't win but even if he he did would you admit it no (laughs) okay
3: but he was holding his own though he
1: emmett's got some wheels okay six six frames got long long legs so not that many steps uh but one another one of the big conversations around here Kind of a buzzy topic is the, the NIL stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, as a second team, all ACC guy playing a premier position like like edge rushing. What has that experience been like for you? How often are you approached and having those conversations?
3: Um, I was approached more uh, during the off season. Or sorry, excuse me, during like winter. Okay. Uh, and around January. But off
1: season ends for you what in July? Is that what you're saying?
3: <laughs> pretty much. <huh? laughs> but um, you know, I obviously decided to I'm, I'm going to be here at. You know Boston College. I uh, talked to Coach Halfley about that whole situation and 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 the message. And I, I told him, and he was, you know, asked me bluntly, "Donovan, do you want to be here?" I told him yes. You know I feel like we have a, a great thing going on here at Boston College. Great coaches um, can get me to where I want to go uh, and a great education. So, you know the, the whole the whole deal. It was you know it's good. It's a blessing. Uh, love the fact that guys can you know uh, have monetary gain off of their name, image, and likeness. You know uh, definitely. Uh, it helps a lot of guys out nowadays, definitely been able to capitalize myself.
1: Uh, it's been good. Do you have those conversations with teammates at all where maybe you're you're, like, I don't just want to stay. I want us all to stay. Of like, are, are you re-recruiting kind of guys that are already on campus?
3: I mean, I wouldn't say we had to have that. We never had that issue where I had to re-recruit a guy mm-hmm. because, you know, we've all been bought in at the same time. You know, I had this conversation with my defensive line guys last week you know, when we were writing out some goals and I I told him, I said, you know, it's not just gonna be me that eats, obviously, if if you all eat, we all can, you know, have, we all can gain from this, you know, everybody can get paid, that that was a message. Um, So, that, that's that's kind of just been the message recently. They had never really had to re-recruit anybody.
1: Donovan, who uh, joining us here. Last one for you. And this comes from one of our other hosts, who's, who's a, uh, also a self-proclaimed Jersey guy. Yep. How do you describe your, your Jersey? Are you New York Jersey, Philly Jersey, Central <laughs> Jersey? What exit are we talking I'm a South Jersey guy. Okay. People like to joke and say a Philly Jersey, but I'm South Jersey through and through. All right. Uh, there we go. South Jersey, Donovan Ezoraku, also Boston College defensive end. We appreciate you for taking the time. Thank you.
0: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat.